Welcome to the regular exclusive podcast. This is my my cool podcaster intro voice. I was gonna say, I thought you were like <laughs> saying to me, like, "Hey, like, look at me." <laughs> so I was like, "Jesus, what?" Switching it up, you know. Usually, I bring the energy, and you know, now I'm just pulling it back. Cool, cool podcast guy. Sure, whatever helps you <laughs> sleep at night. Uh, well, hello everyone. Welcome to the regular exclusive podcast. Thank you. And boy. Do we have a fun episode for you today? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hope, hoping so, because this episode, uh, we got some funny, funny stuff uh, about it, and um, you know, really, our our intro for today is really just going to be about an episode that we recorded uh, like eight months ago. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about Swiss Army Man here today. This was the third episode that we ever recorded. So this was before we even went went live. It was essentially like part of our testing episodes. Yep. <laughs> and we had a lot of fun talking about it. We we were very, very new to all this. So editing it is fun. There's a lot of tangents that you that y'all will never hear. <laughs> yeah, lucky you guys. I'm I'm pretty sure at the I know at the beginning these episodes were huge. So yeah, yeah, but I think like the reason we're doing it now is because I mean, we've been holding on to this episode for literally eight months because we're just like, there's never going to be a good time to release Swiss Army Man. Like it just didn't it didn't feel like there was like there was ever going to be that moment that was perfect. And then all of a sudden, like the clouds parted and like it was like, oh, it's dropping on HBO Max because like to capitalize on the fact that everything everywhere is, you know, like probably I think we could say at this point going to win Best Picture. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed and knock on wood, all the things. But this is the Daniels first film that they did before that. So I think it's the perfect time to release it. And I'm so glad because it's a great movie. And I don't know if a lot of people have seen it. Well, I think we know for a fact that a lot of people have not seen it because I'm pretty confident this is the in terms of box office. It's the least successful movie we've ever talked about. I thought you were going to say of all time. So that's not too bad then. (laughs) no like wait are you telling me the mummy made more money than this yes i'm pretty sure it did because tom cruise has that kind of pull whatever but this movie was it was such a a weird movie like i have only talked about this movie with i think two people in my life Mm -hmm. and yeah there's just no one saw it like me me and Sarah saw it in theaters we're like one of the small small number of people that actually saw it in theaters and it, yeah, it it was one of those things that we held on to. And when we actually went live with the podcast, we started planning out like what movies we're going to do. And we just could not figure out where to put this. Like it's been streaming on Showtime for a little while. And we've done this with other episodes. Like we recorded uh, Sinister and the Black Phone and held on to that for probably like a month before Sinister uh, went to Peacock. I think you mean Black Phone. Black but Phone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, this was this was one that just like it's such an obscure movie where it's like we felt like we were just going to throw it in someday. Like, oh, we got nothing this week. Yeah, so we're just exactly. And then, yeah, everything everywhere all at once has become, you know, a, a global phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Everyone Rightly knows. So. Everyone knows who Daniels are now. And yes, they do. And then now it's c- coming to HBO Max. It's perfect. The Daniels have only done two movies. Everyone's seen one of them. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, hey, this is the perfect excuse to see the precursor yeah. to this amazing movie. And lucky for all of you, we had an episode banked and ready to go for it. We might be the only people in, like, who have had a fucking Swiss <laughs> Army Man episode ready to go. I don't know. But I'm pretty glad because I just I loved this movie. I had never seen it. I saw everything everywhere first. Mm-hmm. You saw Swiss Army Man first, so that was kind of cool to come from two different ways of seeing it. But I think like most people probably will be seeing this after Everything Everywhere. And it's if you love Everything Everywhere, you're you're digging the vibes there and the fact that the jokes just keep going. Uh, <laughs> this movie very much hits a lot of the same things and it has that tender heart in it. So I just had so much fun talking about it. And I'm so glad that people are now like getting to to watch this because if like if you think that everything everywhere is insane, like just see where they fucking started. I mean, there's literally it's literally a farting corpse movie. From the <laughs> opening scene, I was already like, holy shit, what the fuck is going on? I was laughing. It's great. 
and then uh, I, you cry. It's it's just a great movie. Oh, most beautiful fart joke ever written. Okay, buddy. All right, so we are talking about quite a movie today. Uh, Swiss Army Man 2016. This is a really great movie. This is, yes, is fun. This is fun because this is a movie I've seen, but you have never seen. Never seen it, but, but I've heard about. But, yeah, but you are obsessed right now with their new movie, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. And I have not seen that. So we have a very so interesting parallel of the of the Daniels. They pair really well together. I can say that I've All watched right. everything everywhere like <laughs> five times this week. And <laughs> it's so good that like watching these both, I just feel very similar vibes. So you'll All love right. it. So not the, the same over- story, though. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you that have not seen this movie, I don't know why you're listening to this. Please go watch it first. The plot is a man stranded on an island is rescued by a dead body that has bizarre powers that leads him on a journey back home filled with adventure, self-discovery, and farts. See, now people will go watch it because yeah. that's a great hook. Like, I'm <laughs> in. And I think it's like, it sounds interesting already with the dead body that has bizarre powers because bizarre, that means it's weird. Right. And okay, cool. But like, I'm never going to be able to imagine anything as weird as these, like what these guys come up with. I love it. But then I think you're sold when it says adventure, self-discovery and farts. You're like, <laughs> I'm sorry. What, <laughs> what was that? This movie, I'm, I need to see this now. This movie is the most beautifully written fart joke ever made it is and it's i've got a lot to say about it because it's a great movie and uh just yeah you want to give like a basic overview yeah 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 so i mean doing some research on this movie i actually got really depressed seeing some of these numbers so the budget for this movie was three million which is incredible i was so sad when i saw the the gross numbers like worldwide it did 4.9 million dollars yeah so this movie barely made its budget back yeah and this movie is incredible like i don't know if everyone should see this movie because i don't know if they would get it but like this is easily one of like the most enjoyable movies i've ever watched wait till Uh, you see their new one because i feel like they've taken everything that made this movie great and they've made it into like an accessible anybody can watch this and they will just love it like I feel like there's they're like they're learning from like this which I still fucking love how crazy this is and I think that's one of the things that if you like are okay with weird shit you'll probably be into this movie because it's it's surprising so I've been I've been meaning to ask you this question. I didn't know quite when I was going to ask you, but I think now's the right time because obviously more people have seen everything everywhere all at once than people saw this movie. Yeah. Having not seen everything everywhere all at once, I, I wanted to ask you, did Swiss Army Man walk so that everywhere, everything all at once could run? Yes. A hundred percent? Yes. A 100% because... So the budget on that one was 10 million instead of the 3 million. So they got more. And then did you know that it's co-produced or exact like the two, the two Russo brothers are executive producers for everything everywhere all at once. I did not know that. Yeah. So that's also like, I love it. And then the effects that they do for both movies are like, they do a lot of practical and all the visual effects are done by a team of eight people or nine people, including the directors. And they're not, professionally trained for they don't have a vfx company they do it like using regular programs like adobe or whatever and like mac stuff probably like just (laughs) basically they learned from youtube tutorials is what they said and (laughs) their shit looks just as good if not more real and just better than like their multiverse stuff looks better than the spider-man multiverse or even dr strange like that Wow. The visual effects just look more real and just amazing. It's incredible what they were able to do. And that movie really runs and soars. And it's just, I love this one too, but that one is just like, yeah, this is what they were 
this is what they can do. And it appeals to everybody. Whereas this one is a little bit more specific, but I think if you're just like one, a lighthearted, but also like just fun movie. And it's yeah. like, it might be weird. And that's like part of the fun though. You know, like, oh, I think for sure. Okay with it. You're, if you're okay with a little weird, you're, you're good. I think a 24, <laughs> this movie was an investment. They yes. invested in the Daniels. Like they they're knew like, it was going to pay off eventually. They're like, these guys have a vision. They just need yes, to get, a, they, they just need a <laughs> runway. Yeah. We're going to invest in this. It doesn't matter what it does. They're gonna make something great, and and they did the same thing with uh, the hereditary director. Yep, Ari Aster. You know, and, and Robert so. Eggers too. They do this for all these cool up and coming filmmakers who are really, really talented, and I love it because anything else coming from a big budget studio now is like same old shit, but like requel or like a a legacy remake or whatever they call it. And it's like, that's the thing coming from big studios. A24 is like putting out really, especially with this movie, very original shit. (laughs) And it's just pretty fascinating. I love it. I think they find good talent and they just get out of the way. That's that's the impression that I get watching their movies. Exactly. It's Swiss Army, man. I... I didn't take a lot of notes just because I wanted to watch this movie. The one thing it's I one did of those t- ones that demands the your one attention. thing I did take notes on was all of the tools in the Swiss Army man. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'm, I just I feel like we have to list these I, out. That's so funny because I thought that at the end of the movie I was like I really should have written that down. Then I was like <laughs> I feel like Jace probably will because he's seen this movie before and also like that just seems like something that you would notice. So I'm really glad that you did that because I was like hoping you would. <laughs> there's so many good ones and i'm sure that i missed some because so it's like the first well, time seeing it let me know if i missed anything <laughs> so we have the fart jet ski yeah we have the Classic. water jug slash water fountain i was very upset about that at first because i was like <laughs> that looks disgusting but then i'm like i guess it looks like water so it's okay but it wasn't until the second <laughs> time when they're talking about masturbation and he lays him up against the tree and just casually puts his head over and fills up the cup of water yeah i was uh, like wow the penis compass that was great the slap chop where he yeah. cuts the rope he just, <laughs> um the teeth razor when he shaves his beard <laughs> the split second uses his head as a hammer <laughs> yeah that's great when, really that scene, when that scene happened we were watching and sarah just like wait what <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> i love that his body hasn't decomposed from any of these things yeah. either like i feel like using your like his he might yeah. isn't there a scene where he gets cut and then he bleeds a lot or maybe that no, was no, paul no. Dano with that the, was bear. Paul Dano's the bear okay, yeah. i couldn't tell i was like wait a minute he's bleeding yeah. like he's alive is he really alive uh his fingers are a lighter they're matches oh, yeah. <laughs> he becomes a gun machine gun like, that. That was like when he shoots the squirrel like <laughs> I, guess uh, I was wondering i was like i can't i really was bothered when paul dano like put all those popcorn kernels in his mouth i was like oh god oh, yeah. like i know he's starving but like that's gonna hurt especially if you haven't had any salt or anything and it's like sharp ow i was uh, like man your mouth's probably dry that looks horrible and then the bullets was a nice touch and i was like yeah. oh shit <laughs> like shoots the bird I out think of the here harpoon was my favorite the harpoon so that the, the the grapple hook was the next one yeah that's like my favorite one because <laughs> just, just shoves like, it down his esophagus like, jesus did you just kill him again <laughs> yeah. uh i didn't know what what it was but like I called it a ratchet hammer when he like chops the lock in half just with yeah. the karate chop. It's like, or like an axe. Like it's like a, yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, basically. It was uh, hilarious. The shower. Oh, where yeah. He's filled with water. And he's just like squeezing the shower. Oxygen tank slash romantic kiss. Yeah. Flamethrower. Uh, I liked that one too. That was a good combination of skills. And then the last one is a little bit more ambiguous, but like he had that little like psychic thing during the oh. the the fight 
where he's like projecting thoughts and memories into Paul Danos. He's like, mm-hmm. all right, there's some sort of like psychic ability with this Swiss army tool. Okay. But I thought it was super sad at the end when they explained that his body, he was like a jumper, like he had committed suicide. And I was like, that's so sad. Yeah. They said that like they that's, talk about his that's, body. that's what they would guess. That's what they would, what it looked like. Yeah. Cause he had drowned before he got there and like, yeah, like he had washed him from somewhere and I was like, Oh, but he was such a maybe he needed to die to fully live i don't know it was a magical universe i then they released him so he could be free yeah i want i want to have a best friend that's like a farting corpse that'd be (laughs) bring that shit to parties it'd be pretty entertaining I have a funny story to, to tell you about my first experience watching this. Me and, and Sarah, the wife, but we were dating at the time, went and saw this movie. And Was it I don't date? even know why we ended up seeing this movie. Like we saw it in theaters. And I think it was like walk up and buy a ticket or something. Maybe or? it was like either like we saw the trailer and we're like, oh, this movie looks goofy. We're yeah. like, this this will be a weird comedy movie. It'll be fun. Or like it might have even just been like, oh, Dana Radcliffe is in it. But so we so we went and saw the movie in theaters. That's cool. Can't remember Good for why. You for supporting it. Five minutes into the movie, me and Sarah look at each other and we're like, were we drugged? What is going on in this like movie? Yeah, like I mean, five minutes into it, I was like, okay, I know exactly why Jace picked this movie. Like I was, I literally was just thinking, there's nonstop farting for the first maybe. <laughs> five, 10 minutes. I don't know. And it's great. I love it until he shoves the cork up his ass, which I was like, even better. Remember when you put that cork in my butt? Yeah. Did that count as sex? I didn't know. I want to have sex. I was like, this is what's going to happen to Jace when he dies. He's not going to stop. He's going to be farting for like months, years long after that. Uh I feel like this is your tale. And I know 100% why you did that. And I think it's like the shock value of like seeing a Daniels movie for the first time, because I had the same thing, not as much as like this would have been, because it's like right away. (laughs) This movie is like we're farting right out the gate. Holy shit. You know, and it's like not even just like one fart. It's like a continuous and it's just farting for like, that's the only (laughs) thing. They're not even talking besides Paul Dano trying to hang himself. And it's like, you can't do that well if somebody's like Uh, fucking farting through that. I don't want to die that way. It's like so good. uh, I love it. But it's it's, just such a bold like It's so funny. Any other movie you've ever seen. Well, and the first time seeing it was was amazing because it was just such a shock. Like, yeah, you don't you're usually not shocked when you go to the movies. Not anymore. And like this movie. We walked out and we were just like, what the fuck did we just watch? Like, yes, we were laughing the whole time. But we were just like, it was almost just like we were in shock and like we didn't know what to do. So we're just going to laugh at this. Yeah. And, um, and it was great. But I I had an even better time the second time around because mm-hmm. Like I got to really like experience the story and there's so much story that happens. After like the shock wears off because you've yeah. seen it. But the first time you see it, I felt we've had, we basically had the same exact experience <laughs> with one of their movies, but me and Nolan saw everything everywhere all at once in theaters. And it was like maybe over a month after it'd been out and it was a packed theater. So we were like, oh boy. Yeah. And then it was like everybody in the audience, it was like, a gr- I, I'm sure there was probably nobody at Swiss Army Man, right? No, there's no yeah, one. <laughs> exactly. But like this one was like packed. So it was really fun to like see a movie of theirs with an audience because yeah. I've never had that much fun with an audience. And everybody was like laughing because it was like so bizarre. And they were like, what the fuck? I love like, <laughs> like it, everyone was just having a great fucking time. I smiled throughout the entirety of this movie and I smiled <laughs> the entire everything everywhere all at once the whole time. I'm just like, I'm enjoying everything. It's so good. I'm just very happy. I feel such joy. Yeah, this this movie is just it's wild. It's it's so unique. It's one of the only movies that I like I can think of that I'm like, I can't compare this to another anything movie. else. Yeah, that's exactly you can't like, even compare this to their second one. They're like they're <laughs> both just so unique. I am 
I think it's really like you were saying earlier, it's incredible when they can shock you in movies and do something different now. Cause it's really hard to do something that's not been done before or that's similar or like a play on this or like a redo, you know, remake of that. Yeah. It's like incredible that they're coming up with not just like an original story, but like, like maybe original for the history of like all time. It, no one's mo- ever had that thought before is what I like, think. If, if you were to look at this movie, it just like in a vacuum, or I don't know what the right way to say it is, but like, no, if you were to just look works. at this movie, it's incredible that this is actually a movie. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> totally. Like it's a fart joke and it, a step. It tells you exactly what it is in the first five minutes of the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, so I read that that Paul Dano, like when they pitched him the movie, yeah, that, that the Daniel said, "We want to make you laugh with the first fart and cry with the last fart." <laughs> and he, and was he was like, "That is what sold me on the part." <laughs> and I was like, "I think that's genius because yeah. it's amazing, and it it leads into like a lot of things that I have to say about them, but it is like it just." they're so unique and so cool and their style is so different. You don't see anything like it. And it's weird because it's two people. Like how can two people be that unique and agree on it? It's really fucking unique, (laughs) like weird, unique. Like I don't think I could think of that shit in a million years. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The fact that two people like came to a consensus on this movie. It's bizarre. Like if you bring one of these ideas to anybody else, like you'd be like, are you, what are you talking you thinking that's going to be a movie like also i'm farting like what and also i can't think of another movie that plays farts for anything other than jokes which i think is crazy because it it really works in this movie like i have to say (laughs) they make it an endearing thing and i'm almost worried to make nolan watch this because when i told him he could fart around me i opened pandora's (laughs) box and i wish i never said that Oh, uh, well, speaking of the farts, here's some fun trivia for you about um, farts, because I know, yeah. well, the farts <laughs> in relation to this movie, uh, members of the cast and crew Ew. recorded their farts Gross. for the movies, including Paul Dano. Daniel Radcliffe is the only person who claims to have not contributed a fart. I bet you they're all secretly <laughs> his. That's like he started this rumor that it was everybody else. And he specifically mentioned Paul Dano. And then now it's like people say that on the trivia. So, oh, maybe it's real. But it's like, I bet you he was just fucking doing that. Because he's like, you know, I commit to a role, but I wouldn't just fart, you know, whatever. <laughs> but it's like they were talking about how they were. I think in that behind the scenes thing you said, sent me, they were like showing how they were like orchestrating him when he was like. Yeah. like on the beach and supposed to be farting and they're like having him like vibrate his body every time and then like conducting him like an orchestra and i was like yeah i bet you he's just fucking farting it like just going crazy i bet there was somebody that their entire role they had a microphone and yeah. their entire role was just to record people's farts like somebody oh, yeah. on the cast somebody on the cast or crew would just pick like, the crew just yeah. got a fart and then that Boom. person would run over. Also, another fun trivia for this. This is the only movie in history to have a credit titled Fartist. Yep. <laughs> this is like, I'm surprised it didn't say J Street, honestly. <laughs> and then get Jordan in the mix and I'm out. <laughs> it's like, I've, I've been trying to get away from farts my whole life. Since you brought up Jordan, you'll be happy to know Jordan loves this movie. Does he? Of course he does. He does. Yeah. He does. I'm it's almost like it could be too arty for him. Like I feel like he wouldn't like it. Like he would be also kind of the person that's like, what is the point? But it's like it's so ridiculous that like it it you can get past all that. Like I think that's the beauty of this movie is that it is so well done that it could be either as deep or shallow as, as you, you want yeah. it to be. Totally. Like it, that's it, like how the other, their other movie is too. It's the same. I, it, I think that's what's accessible about it. I think the opening thing before the title sequence, so the island and the fart jet ski. Yeah. Wait for me! Wait for me! 
that is maybe like the best setting the stage for the rest of the movie I've ever seen in a movie. Like it, if you get through the title sequence and you see the fart jet ski and if you expect anything different for the rest of the movie, that's on you. Like- yeah, I mean, after you've seen that, you're just like, like you either have one of two things. Well, hopefully that's like the only weird thing that happens in this movie, which like, if that's where they're starting, you know, it's going to get even more insane. Right. I want to talk about Dan Radcliffe and Paul Dano, but like, I really want to talk about Dan Radcliffe. Um, 100%. The chemistry is incredible shockingly so with the corpse but (laughs) that was something that I didn't appreciate until the second time I watched it Mm -hmm. like with all of the shock being gone the second time watching I was just able to watch them vibe off of each other it was incredible like I was like you you guys have such weird characters but like this feels so real. I know that Daniel Radcliffe like insisted on being used for like the majority of it because they could have just used like a dummy for like Mm -hmm. 99% of this movie. But like there, it was like mostly him for a lot of it. And I just feel like I was so like ready. I was laughing at it when I first saw that he plays a corpse and that it's his favorite of his roles. And I was just like, that's all he plays. But then after watching it, I'm like, wow, like what an incredible performance this should be. Like, obviously, you know, the Academy totally hundred percent would overlook this movie because of the farts hundred percent and the silly <laughs> yeah. subject matter. Like if they're going to get to the Oscars, the Daniels, they're going to get there with everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Not this one, but it's like, he could have, I mean, he should have been nominated just alone for this performance. It's so amazing what he's able to do with like, it's kind of like how I was talking about in Hereditary, like when the kid is like about to smash his face yeah. on the desk and he looks like all crazy and like the way that he moves his like eyes and weird shit. It's like Daniel Radcliffe is doing that for 90 minutes, like, and not even, I mean, like every day, like shooting that, that's just incredible. I can't yeah. believe it. It was so amazing. Uh, how about if I put my penis in you? That's even worse. Oh, I'm so sorry. What about if I just did the tip? Like, just the very beginning. Okay, Manny, it's not about sex. The opposite of Harry Potter might not fully be a dead body, but I think it's close. Like, it basically is almost at the opposite end of the spectrum. Never would predict this for him. It's wild. I mean, so I I know that I've talked with you, not on the podcast about this before, but like Daniel Radcliffe. Not in an unhealthy way or anything. Yeah. But I mean, you do talk about Daniel Radcliffe a lot. Daniel Radcliffe is one of like my favorite actors, not necessarily just for the movies that he does, but I love, this is one of my subcategories. I love actors that get typecasted into big value, big budget, movies and like then franchises they can, they can never escape that role and like harry potter has got to be one of the most profitable franchises of all time but like a harder image to shake for sure because it's so like well recognized and everybody knows he, him as just that because it was yeah like and he and he started he started as a kid and like there's like we're seeing this right now with uh like robert pattinson i've been yeah, like, on his his train for a while but i'm glad everyone else has caught on yeah, I thought he was a schmuck. Like I, I saw the first, yeah, he, he didn't. Care I, I saw the first Twilight, Twilight movie, and I'm like, I don't care to ever see this man ever again in my life. Yeah, I was wrong. There's a lot of actors in the past who have been that, and that's why yeah. you're right. Like, especially, let's talk about. Oh, are we really talking? Are we still talking about what's his face, uh, Jacob Taylor Lautner? No, <laughs> other than the fact that he just married another chick named Taylor, and uh, I think that's crazy. That's upsetting. I know, but nobody's uh, talking about him because he played the same level of acting in that movie, but he sucked at acting in general. Yeah, he did like some action movie yeah. and no one saw it. And that was the last yeah. we ever Rob heard Pattinson was just like, I don't care. I'm phoning it in for these and then I'm going to do weird shit forever until I get back to choosing what roles I want. That's, That's what you do. have to do. So like Daniel Radcliffe, I love him so much because I listed this out. The last Harry Potter movie was in 2011. The, really? The, that feels the, like... The next decade is him doing the weirdest and most obscure roles ever just to detach. Like I haven't seen them all, but like I went through the IMDb and like looked at the plot of all all these movies and like they're, they're out there. They're weird. But like the ones that of note is 2013, he did horns. I I have not. It's based on Joe Hill's short story or maybe no, it's a book. 
by uh, uh, Stephen King's son. And then three years later, he did Swiss Army Man. The this this is the most obscure role ever, and it's I think it's I think it's easily his best performance. This is yeah. amazing. Oh, this is now I understand why he said it was his favorite performance. Yeah. Before you see the movie, you're like, what a weirdo. Why would he say yeah. that? Like maybe your brain invented me to distract you from the fact that eventually your eyes are going to stop blinking and your mouth will stop chewing and your blood will stop pumping. And then you're going to shit yourself. And then in 2019, he did a, a action movie called Guns Akibo. He what? he plays like an internet troll for this like dark web thing where people kill each other and video records it and he's like trolling on it and then this competition finds him and he wakes up with pistols nailed to his hands he's now part of the game and he's just Perfect. a troll he's not a killer and it's it's i i really enjoyed it and now he's really just like putting he's putting the icing on top into this year he is weird you al know. yankovich i saw the trailer and yeah. i'm like I'm here for it. I know what? it's perfect. Honestly, I love it. And he's a really good singer because he does that on Broadway and like, or like, I know he's done a bunch of stage work. He's a great actor, but like compared to like the other two Harry Potter people, you're like, I mean, I know Ron's doing stuff. Like apparently Rupert Grant, sorry, I won't call him Ron. And then, uh, Emma Watson, you mean Ed Sheeran? he's basically, yeah, just like <laughs> yeah. not as good. Um, but He's I, I think he's on like a couple like a show and doing some movies and stuff, but I can't see anybody else besides Ron for him. Mm -hmm. and, say, and then Hermione, sorry, Emma Watson. She plays like she's played a couple different roles, but it's I feel like she's still the same person. Yeah, she hasn't, she hasn't broken out of it. No. Whereas he was like, I'm only going to do weird shit for a while, which is like he probably saw fucking Robert Pattinson doing that. And he was like talking about how he looked up to him. When yeah. he was on the fourth Harry Potter movie, and that was like right before Twilight. And she said that they remained friends. I think he probably saw that and was like, that's a great and really smart move. But he Radcliffe is has way more of a mountain to climb than Pattinson because Harry Potter's were yeah. way more successful yeah, than, than the Twilight's. Twilight. But people I mean, also hated Robert Pattinson yes. more than than him, yes. I think. Which might work in his favor, but yeah, I don't know. Pattinson got the Batman and was awesome. Batman is going to be the thing that changed a lot of people's minds. Yeah. Radcliffe has not had a movie that big where he's the leading guy. It's like, oh, this changes. But I think like, I see so, this like, now over Harry Potter. I'm pretty sure he got the role in as like the reason that Matt Reeves like wrote the role for him. He was picturing Robert Pattinson when he was writing the Batman. I think that the Daniels need with now everyone knowing who they are they need to redeem radcliffe not not a swiss army else. man too not saying he did that say but. he would be do anything that they he said that they're the only directors that if they said do you want to be in our movie he would say yes without reading anything or hearing about it he would just oh. say yes instantly and i was like yeah me too i love that after I seeing both of their movies let alone just one of them or being in it it's like that's got to be the coolest like experience ever you know that's also got to be the best compliment to a creative to a director or a writer yeah. like this this person is so into what i do that like i don't care what it is I, i'll i'll be anything like yeah they trust that's, you as a creative that much i have this like weird theory that i came up with in this movie and i just want to tell you because i want to see if you agree with okay. me and Hit i me. want i know it's probably like 100 percent not true but i just couldn't help but like I'm, I'm, I would love for this to be the case, but when I was watching this movie and like, a, there was a scene later that like confirmed my suspicions, which was, he's like doing very similar acting throughout this entire movie that like Leo DiCaprio has to do in Wolf of Wall Street when he's like the lewds kick in and he's yeah. like trying to get to the car and it's like a five minute scene of him, like acting with his body in just an incredible way. Yeah. Cause he like, it's, it's so funny. And I feel like he saw that, like Daniel Radcliffe saw that and was like, hold my beer. Like, I'm going to fucking take that to the next level and do it like a thousand percent better. 
And so I'm like, I, I think this is fucking hilarious. If this is true, like, I would love to see him just like every role that Leo has like made iconic or just like done that. Like he's going to do another version of it. That's just like a thousand percent better. And that's like his, I'm like, give this guy an Oscar already just for this movie. And I feel like he's like, you know, Oh, everyone loves Leo. Like I'm going to fucking do everything he does, but better. And I hope that that's the case because I felt like he was bringing that energy like a lot. And then later when he was like trying to stand up for like whatever, he was giving me the same vibes where, cause like, he's like moving his body, but it's like, you're, you know, almost like you're paralyzed and you're trying to fucking walk. Like it was just giving me the same vibes. And I just thought like, I want to see him do like a revenant fucking rip off. That's even better. And like the type ty- Titanic, which he almost did with like in the water, like with, yeah. the, with the arms. And I was like, see, he's doing it already. You got you slept inside of a bear in the Revenant. I'm gonna sleep inside of a person. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I'm saying. I I know it's probably like a hundred percent. They're probably he's not like I fucking hate. Like I want to be better than Leo. That's all he worries about. But I like that for him. I like to believe that because it's, oh, it's I mean, hilarious. Daniel Radcliffe is one of those actors that like is not either he's not that public or he's. He's not, not famous yeah. enough to be that public, no, but like he is, I, I love imagining very nice people on the surface, having like these super dark competitive sides that yeah. like Wolf of Wall Street came out in 2013. And yep. I'm pretty sure the, the, the lewd scene was like part of the Oscar reel or something. Oh, it was like and, a big thing. Like everyone was talking about how amazing that scene was. And I could. It's fun for me to imagine that Daniel Radcliffe just has this like simmering hatred for for, for Leonardo DiCaprio for some reason. That's He's just what like, I'm saying. That nope, guy's always trying to nope. one up me. They're gonna they're gonna talk about that. Wait till you see what I do. I'm gonna do that, but for 90 minutes straight. I'm gonna do like, a whole not movie. just for five minutes. Uh so we, we have to talk a little bit about Paul Dano. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do. I mean, he's just great in this movie and not a total creep, which I think is my which is refreshing, very refreshing, because like I really he is so good at the creep. So good at it. Yeah, he's uh, have you seen uh, the movie Prisoners with? Oh, yeah. Good one. He's so like, you're like, that guy is the killer. He's totally got to be the killer of the whole movie. And then it's got a great twist. But I'm just like, every time I see this guy, then with the Riddler, I'm like, he's so upsetting. I I want to punch him in the face. He's got the most punchable face. And this is like the first time I ever looked at him and was like, you know, he's actually kind of cute in the right light. Like, I think it was because he had light brown hair. And normally he's so pale with such dark hair and it's just really and a bowl cut probably like 99% of the time like my first thought was wow mountain man Paul Dano I, I kind of like this he's tan he had some light colored hair I was like this looks good on him he look he's he looks more normal well <laughs> not, not like bur- creepy not to burst your bubble um apparently Paul Dano cannot grow a beard I know the feeling it's very heartbreaking. So that whole first, that whole first bit with the beard, it's just like stuff glued to his face. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up a sensitive subject for you. Yeah. Yeah, Let's just stop the podcast right now. Um, (laughs) So I think, I mean, first off the casting of these guys is incredible, Yeah. but then them working together is amazing. It's an odd combination that works perfectly. It is like, cause Daniel Radcliffe's character is so bizarre and weird like he's essentially playing like a like a like a five-year-old kid who like just learned how to talk and And masturbate what what, why do we do these (laughs) things what are social norms i wish there was some way i could pretend to do it it's called masturbation it's kind of like sex but by yourself yeah masturbating makes people happy supposed to sure i bet you masturbate a lot I wrote down all of his lines. Like it's when he's like, how about if I put my penis in you? And then when he's like on the the first date, he's like, just the tip. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) This whole thing with both of their performances, because I feel like they're really like reflective of the tone of this movie is Mm. that like they bring two different energies that seem like they wouldn't go together, but they vibe perfectly. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, Daniel Radcliffe's character is so like, odd and and like just like bizarre yeah bizarre like it's, it's just so attention grabbing 
Paul Dano is so good at being soft and, and like bringing the emotions. subtle and yeah. like I was I was really like surprised the second time watching it like when like his face when he when he dresses up like the girl like his face just like looks like it softens up and like yeah it just very, he almost looks and he's it's like very, he it's very pretty. innocent i know and i'm I like, like he is like a girl i was like you are pretty <laughs> like, like when daniel radcliffe said that i was like yeah i agree he's kind of <laughs> sweet like he did look like a girl almost like i don't know i think he he definitely looked the best he's ever looked in this movie i think like i don't know how he looks in real life like probably fine but in this movie i was like you know, I got to say, I, I kind of like, I think I could, I think he's cute. I'll put it out there Yeah. in this and, movie. And he also plays that character so good. Like that character clearly has just like repressed stuff his whole life. Yeah. And like, he does a really good job of it. Just kind of letting things leak out, like mm-hmm. almost incidentally, you know, yes. and then it's not really until the end that, that, uh, he kind of accepts that he is odd and that's okay. You know, kind of thing. I loved it. And I loved their relationship. And I was like, I think one of my favorite things was like, I really felt like the betrayal when he was like, there was all those shots when he was talking about like showing Paul Dano going off and farting alone instead of like in front of Danny Radcliffe. <laughs> and it was like a betrayal. And I was like, I'm actually like feeling this with, with Danny Radcliffe though, you know? Like I felt like he also, like when it came to it towards the end, like he really brought a lot of emotion to it, which like he had mostly been comic relief. Daniel Radcliffe was like great and just being super weird and just very like specifically that like weird, like a corpse thing. I didn't know anything. And then he brought the emotions at the end and it really was like, wow. Like I I knew he could do dramatic stuff, but not after doing all of the things that he Mm -hmm. did before that, including all the flatulence and the things like... (laughs) I'll, I'll take her out and she can drink my spit and use my gas to go wherever she wants. And he's like, no, you're not supposed to fart in front of people. And it's like, he was, uh, he had this crazy voice and I think his voice was great. Like the, it was just perfect. Yeah. It was, it had the childlike innocence and, and I yeah. think they both are just like the exact tone of the whole movie where it's like, there's emotion and like sweetness, like un, that's the message of the movie, mm-hmm. but then there's also like the crude like jokes and like dirty things and like boners and <laughs> talk and stuff that's like the Daniel Radcliffe of it all. Yeah. It's like salty but sweet. You know, it's the perfect mm-hmm. combo. If it's too much one or the other, it's like it doesn't work, but it's like mm-hmm. they managed to find the perfect balance between outrageous and insane and like adorable. Like I never thought that I would think like you know, some of the stuff that I was, I was like his boner, it's like, it's pretty adorable. And like his farting and stuff and like the things that he's doing, I'm like, it's pretty cute. Like, I hate that I'm saying that. And like his farts, I was like, this is adorable. Like it was just, they do it in this cute way, but they also have this like emotion behind it. That's where you get it, where it's normally just like for, you know, making fun of it or laughing. Well, and, and also like, yeah, like with the tone, like they capture the innocence of mm-hmm. the boner which yes. is a weird thing to say like he gets a boner not from just seeing someone he gets a boner from from paul dano le- like telling the romantic story yeah with, with the sports his, illustrated like the model life. like yeah <laughs> it's so good and how long of a scene they focus on just the boner going up and down and up and down he's like <laughs> testing it out like when he shows them the picture and then doesn't and like yeah. yeah and then he's like oh he's pointing at something i loved that but that's the same thing with the other movie is that they use these like crude humor that is normally just like if it was just in a movie be like oh but it's like they make it adorable or like tolerable or like you know what I mean yeah and they bring this sweetness in with it so it's like the perfect mix and it's it's like so unique and weird and that's it's just a fun time and I feel like everything about this movie just really supports like they have a specific vibe and you get it yeah like from every aspect of the movie a hundred percent and like with with how they made the movie and like a layer of depth that I noticed is during like the betrayal scene when they're doing that whole thing and he gets mad. Like you could watch him be like, he's getting 
really upset about this whole thing, but it's like Daniel Radcliffe's character hasn't experienced anything. And so the whole movie, he's experienced learning about humanity and then experienced good emotions Mm -hmm. through everything. And this moment is the first time he ever experiences something bad. Yeah. And so like, like, it's beautiful. (laughs) So like, regardless of what it is, he has no barometer of what is truly hurtful or just like a white lie. It's just like, this is the first time anyone has ever wronged me. And he's going to experience it kind of like a child. Like it's not his fault. Why it's would about you farts. do this? Why would you, why would you lie to me? Yeah, that's is exactly. It's like, that's why I felt such like emotional, like, like I just felt so emotional during that scene, which is ridiculous. But you're like, and I was like loving how I'm like, it's a fucking, they're just showing him fart in all these different like flashbacks. Yeah. And I'm like, that's so fucked up. I feel bad for Manny. But you know what I mean? It's like they make you feel something about really dumb, like things that you would just go, like if I explain this to you and you've never seen this movie and I tell you like what happens, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. That sounds like the worst movie ever. We're like, you can't understand. Like it's just all done perfectly well. That it's it's not too much. Their their movies hit a tone that is just right in the middle and it mixes all these great things together, but it's also like unique at the same time. It's just and, amazing. It makes weird things that we normally wouldn't allow in our movies to be totally normal. Yeah, <laughs> Like we accept it. We're like, okay, it's, we know it's not normal, but we're like, I'll, ex- I'll allow it. Like I'll allow it because there's this other aspect of it. That's yeah. kind of softening it or making it sweeter. Well, and it makes you think about like social norms. Like Dan Radcliffe has that one line. He's like, why are we even going there? Like this place yeah. sounds like we can't have any fun. Yeah. Right. Why do we have all these rules? Why can't we do this? Why? Why? He's like, you're not supposed to just say what you think. And he's like, why not? And it's like, that's what I love about their movies is that they have all these ridiculous things, but then they ask important questions that all, all of a sudden you're like, oh shit. Like I didn't know this movie was going to make me think. Yeah. Like about existence and is there a point to living and what are society's rules? Like, that's not the things I thought I was going to learn <laughs> yeah. from a farting corpse movie. Well, then, especially <laughs> with how they end the movie, like yes. you, the whole movie, you're, 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 you get sucked into this fantasy world that they're living in. You're like, maybe this is all in his head. Maybe it's not. Maybe like, like it's whatever. Is he a magical then, corpse or not? I yeah. need to know. And then the ending is just reality bashing into this story. And it's like, you guys are insane. What? And then like, they show them finding yeah. all of the recreations and like, they make it look like a serial killer. Like. I mean, he would be, I mean, yeah. it's necrophilia at the minimum. <laughs> I mean, if they've watched this movie, he made out with him. Right. I mean, they kissed yeah. a couple of times and then yeah. under the water too, which I wasn't sure if they were sharing air, which I'm like, obviously I, you can't share air with a corpse, but I know it's I list, I listed him under his uses as a swiss army man oxygen tank yeah but i'm like he's but it could have been either handing out oxygen it's got to be like like it's not breathable whatever he's dispelling it's probably just more water (laughs) although he's magical i guess because like at the end we get the confirmation because he's like flipping and farting and everyone's laughing and i'm just like i would be like the chick who's like what the fuck is going on plus this creepy serial killer guy who's been living in the backwoods (laughs) like behind your house for like three months yeah, they haven't they him. haven't been lost they've just been in the woods because like they all run through the whole thing i know and, and i'm like it's so weird that because they, they start with him like you think it's going to be like an island shipwreck movie yeah and then you're like oh no wait and I, that's why i was like confused in the beginning i'm like he's already riding him out of here <laughs> i thought this was like going to be the castaway thing we're going to build up to that moment but oh. it's almost like he returns but then he's not quite ready to fully return yet like yeah, I mean, I would be so mentally unstable after this. I would probably be like, I'm just going to stay in the woods with this corpse, I guess, and probably get murdered. But if he's really magic, I guess I'll be okay. I feel like the point of the ending is that everyone watching the movie is one of the people on the beach. Yeah. Like some of us are the little girl laughing at the farts. Yeah. Some of us are the dad that have been really confused, but then they kind of get it and they chuckle at the end. Some of us are the reporters like. All right, man, that's enough. Okay. That wasn't me. What? 
And then some of us are the girl. What the fuck? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I would say that, but I'm also like, if it's a movie, like if it was happening in real life, I would be very disturbed. Yes. By, yes. by the farting corpse and the flying and whatever he's doing. I would be, I'd have a lot of questions. I think I would say, what the fuck? But like when I, when I'm watching a movie, I just am like, I'm along for the ride. And this was a fun ride that like, by the end, I was like, yeah, fuck all these fuckers. Come on guys. This is fucking hilarious. It's okay to be silly. I think yeah. it's like what the coolest part about it. Cause like, I still laugh at stupid jokes. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I, I think that that's what like makes life tolerable is if you can laugh at stupid and silly things and just like, you know, not take things too seriously. And that stupid or ridiculous or odd can be done skillfully. Yeah. And it can make you like, it can make you feel something just because there's farts doesn't mean that it's off limits. And I now, love when people challenge things like that and do something different yeah. with it. One thing about the tone that I, that I want to bring up the soundtrack, the score for this movie is incredible. I like, don't know when I realized that they were like singing like specific lyrics to the movie. I mean, I had subtitles uh, on because my dad. Is okay. Dead, I was going to ask you, cause yeah, I, I had subtitles on and yeah. The the like, mon- shit. the montage part where they're like having dinner together. Yeah. And then like they say, like, all you need is a montage. Like, I was like, what? Like, it's I like so perfect. Yeah. It's like all the music is like very specific to like I was like, oh man, like they're changing it. The lyrics are about everything that's going yeah. on. It's like really crazy. And it just and- really added to it where it was like silly, but it also like had really emotional like tones in the music Yeah, that it just like, I feel like that was a huge part of it. Music's a big part of their, the, yeah. the only other movie I'd seen of theirs. So I was like expecting it to be, and I was pleasantly like happy that well, and, it was here. And like 99% of this score was acapella. Which I know. Was like amazing. all the voices, I was like getting. It wasn't until like the very, very end that I heard a couple piano keys in there. But like everything prior to the last ten minutes is yeah. completely acapella, and I'm like, this is amazing. Like how powerful they make it. And... Amazing. It's so they really instill a lot of emotion into that music because it, it's like it. I can't believe I ever like felt anything over a movie about farts. Like that's just shocking. And I'll never get over that, that they've made things like a, like in, there's a scene in uh, the new one or in everything everywhere that is two rocks. And it's, there's a scene where it's hilarious. And then a scene where I wanted to cry. And I was like, these are two rocks. How the fuck are they doing this? They're (laughs) insane, but I love it. I think that's like, if they can make you feel something about a fucking rock or about a dead body, like I can only imagine what they're going to do in the future. And, and I, and I love how they weave music throughout the whole movie. Like yes. sometimes it's just Paul Dano humming, like the movie starts with him humming. And then yep. that, that music is just kind of lined throughout the entire movie <laughs> or like sometimes they yeah. weave the Jurassic park theme. If into I was it. on an Island. That's all I would be fucking humming. <laughs> I hum that shit all the time because it's the best music of, I think it's the best score maybe of all time. John Williams obviously is the greatest, but and that's like, I think that's my favorite of his. It's just the most beautiful. Remember Jurassic Park? What? You were just singing the theme song. Laura Dern, the Brachiosaurus. I don't know Jurassic Park. You don't know Jurassic Park. You don't know shit. I think my favorite part is when right after um, Paul Dano dresses up as Sarah for the first time and then <laughs> Derek is like, you're beautiful. We should keep doing this. And he's like, bah, 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 bah. he's like, what do you do? He's like, I'm singing so you don't overthink it. <laughs> yeah. And I was leads... like, oh, that was so cute. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that leads into the, the score. <laughs> like, this is amazing. So good. I know. It was like crazy how funny he was yeah. as a corpse. And I just like, it was just amazing. And the fact that like you have somebody who's hanging themselves with a corpse that's farting on the beach. And that's like the start of the movie. And it's a comedy. It's like, this doesn't seem to add up to like the right, like it's, it's 
it's hilarious and it's okay to laugh because it's ridiculous, but yeah, it has so much more to it. And I just, I could watch anything by these two. They're amazing. <laughs> and they're so much fun. And I think that's the cool thing is that you can have a serious movie that's unbelievably well-made and have it be not a slog to fucking watch. And I just feel like there's so many movies that are like, oh, we're going to nominate for an Oscar, but it's like, they're boring as hell. They don't, you know, this is something that proves that you can have a real important thing to say and say mm. it in a fun way and silly way. And it doesn't make it any less amazing or well done. Yeah. It's like you can, you could have messages in funny movies. Exactly. And know? it's like, yeah, but it's like, it, it's a movie. Like, I just think like their vibes can appeal to a lot of people because they mm. use this silliness, but then they bring it into like I don't know it's just in a way that feels like it's still innocent even though it's like boners and poop and like whatever it's still innocent and it feels like we can all laugh at it comfortably you know yeah I well obviously I feel like I say this a lot too because I just am like a big fan of like specific directors and I love finding like cool new directors that are just like it's just a visual thing like within the movie and just the way that like it all comes together especially with the Daniels because they're so like involved in like the visual effects and editing and writing everything and I just I'm always like so impressed by that let's talk about the Daniels because they're just like amazing and I feel like we've already started talking about them yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we should just like not that we're going to get it out of the way because I can't promise I will not like, <laughs> keep talking about them because I could talk about them for like hours but uh I just think that they are just amazing they are they're so unique, which is kind of like what we were talking about. Um, I love that. Like, I think with them, it's just they're they have this totally unique visual style and the way that they edit things together. It's like, it's amazing. Like, you know, it doesn't cost as much, but it, it really makes the point. It looks beautiful. Like everything that they make is so incredible. It's just so unique. And like, I love to see something that I don't expect, or I don't know what's coming. And I feel like I have never thought of or had any expectation about anything remotely close to what these movies are about. <laughs> and I was just blown away both times and like along for the ride. Like normally when we're, we're watching a movie, I'm like trying to take notes on him if we're going to talk about it so that I like remember talking points. But I was like, I'm put the laptop away because <laughs> this is like just great. And I'm enjoying myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was so just like a roller coaster of fun. Oh, yeah. And. I mean, I want to know what drugs they were on when they came up with this idea. I mean, anything that I feel like that their mind, even like the littler ideas that are included in this movie are just so weird and bizarre. And it's like, yeah, what kind of acid do you have? I bet it's good. It sounds like, like it's amazing. Like the one of the first lines of the whole movie is Paul Dano is going to hang himself. He finds the body. He runs over. He's like, hey, hey, are you alive? Oh, my God, are you alive? And then it's just fart. For like noise. five more minutes straight. And then Paul Dano's <laughs> line is, that's funny. That's really funny. And like, that is the framework for the entire movie. Like, <laughs> There's a lot of like really great, just like silly stuff that happens. I mean, that's the thing is that you could totally make fun of like 90% of the weird shit in this movie and be like, what the fuck? This is ridiculous. And like laugh at it. But then you also come away like having felt all this stuff because there's so much, it's not just shallow. Like you can just see that, but yeah, you also appreciate that you don't just, you don't want to make fun of it. Cause you're like, this is so fun. Like I'm just here for it. And also it has something to say. It's got like a, it's not like it's elevated, but it is like, it's just, a great work of art you know yeah, it's, it's it's beautiful to look at really fun to enjoy and it also has like purpose and depth it's it's visually it's a rare, great movie <laughs> it's visually incredible like yeah. the emotions that you feel throughout the movie like i i'll always think about the scene where they rebuild the bus sequence and like yes. Paul yeah. Dardo is like narrating the story and then he's mm -hmm. like, and then you see her and like, they both look up and then it cuts to him walking. It's like, this is just Paul Dano in like exactly. just really cheap drag. Oh yeah. But you're like, this is beautiful. Like I the set, the music, the sound, the lighting, like, it's just like so much 
thought was put into just this shot. It's amazing because like, I do feel that they just accomplish like everything that you want to accomplish with a movie where it's shocking. You don't know what's going to happen. And, but it's not just like doing random shit for shock value. It's like building up like a reason to like stick around and like hope, you know, you were into the movie. It, it draws you in, but it brings like such joy and like ridiculousness with like something serious. So it's like easier to handle. One of the things the second time around that I noticed that I was so impressed with is there is so many like jokes that go full circle yes throughout the whole movie like the jurassic park theme song like <laughs> i was obsessed with when he said if you don't know jurassic park then you don't know shit and i was yeah. like that is my new catchphrase <laughs> because it's so true and i literally was just thinking like this whole movie every time they brought up jurassic park or when he's like laura Dern, <laughs> it's like just so good. I loved that it came back around, and the Jurassic Park music is my ringtone. And I was just like, "This is like a, they made this for me." Well, like, I, I, I felt so like it was just perfect. And I love at the very end when you know after the bear scene, uh, Paul Dano wakes up and he's being carried by Dale Radcliffe, and he's like, "We're here." We're gonna see Sarah. And then he starts singing the Jurassic yeah. Park theme song. Paul Dano's just like, no, no, this is a mistake. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> a corpse is bringing me up here. Oh boy. I know. I was like, the whole movie, I was worried, like, first off, that he was gonna like have a Wilson moment and drift off to sea alone without yeah. him, which like kind of, but yeah. not like in the same way that like I cry every time when the volleyball gets taken away when Wilson goes I cry every time and I'm like this is why Tom Hanks is probably the greatest actor of all time <laughs> because has anyone else made me cry over something like this yes there's things I you know but that's just like tops for me <laughs> but I did feel like when I first heard the thing of this movie I'm like how the fuck is Daniel Radcliffe gonna be a corpse this whole time like I watched this with my dad last night and he was like I can't believe they got Daniel Radcliffe to play a corpse for the whole movie. And I was like, well, I don't think he's like really just going to be a corpse, but like, we'll see. I was like, the, I was almost like, it would be kind of hilarious if he was, and it could have <laughs> just been like, not him, but he insisted on having his body and like acting yeah. it. And he just didn't do anything. No farts, no talking, no anything, which his voice too. Wow. But overall, I feel like it's just a, so unique that the Daniels have such crazy, cool visions and that, they agree on this because it's so bizarre and i i think they just must have the same exact sense of humor but also like outlook on life and like yeah it's amazing because they just yeah they're great i want to see anything that they do <laughs> this was just like the coolest weirdest movie and i love something like that but it's totally refreshing and like new that we don't usually get I hope you enjoyed all those farts. You had a good time with them. I, I know we I did. did. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. We just got to have everything everywhere win the Oscar. And then our podcast, I feel like, is accomplished. We've, yeah. we've, done, we've done everything for the Daniels that we can. and That was our goal going into <laughs> this. So I'm, I'm hoping we'll see it pay off here soon. Two movies. It's a tall order, you know, for for a podcast us. Well, like if us. Swiss Army Man couldn't win Best Picture, everything everywhere deserves it. <laughs> All right. Well, next week, um, Renee is picking the movie, and I have not seen this movie. I've heard about it. So, Renee, tell us what we're watching. We're gonna be watching the 2022 horror horror action movie Fall which is debuting on stars on the 9th of February. So right after we post this or right as we post it. Yeah. It came out to theaters and it was one of those movies that like, as soon as it was available to stream, I bought it because people were like talking about it and it was by the producer 47 meters down. So I was weary, oh boy. but people online were like, this was surprisingly really effective and really good. And I'm terrified of heights. So <laughs> Had to check it out, confirming it is terrifying if you're scared of heights. I would 
I would take an anti-anxiety pill before you watch it. <laughs> but it's uh, good. All right. Well, I'm going to trust you with it. And we're going to talk about it next week. Well, if you hate it, you can't hold it against me, okay? It's not like it's the mummy. So. <laughs> oh, that's true. Now I now I think you're just trying to screw with me. I am. One day I'll get you back. I'll find the right thing. <laughs> all right. Well, in the meantime, uh, do all the social media stuff and... Um, Check our check out our YouTube because we're going to be rewatching all the screams leading up to Scream Six. So we'll Fuck be yeah, be posting some quick conversations on those. If uh, we can keep it quick, we'll try. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is all for this week, and we'll see you all next week here on the regular exclusive podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We out here. <laughs>